And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, it's time for the midweek edition of the Weighing In Podcast. We're going to talk about the upcoming loaded UFC card, the Bellator from Ireland card that is coming up and a couple other things in the news of MMA. We got Josh the Punk Thompson wearing his fume beanie. At least you got a, a weighing-in shirt on finally. Yeah. Finally. Uh, I, it's amazing. I got, it. I got it. It's the one I haven't put up behind me yet, but it's going up soon. That's why it's here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys got to bear with me, man. I got a raspy-ass throat. I'm trying to get through this. So. I know my my uh, my energy level is good. I feel great. It's just a matter of like I feel like I'm swallowing razor blades right now. It hurts. Just froggy. So, uh, you gave it to me coming back from London. No, what you, what now you're gonna say? I gave it to you. Super spreader. <laughs> but before we even get play. started on all of this, let's before we even get started on all of this, we just have to wish a very happy birthday to our producer. Happy birthday. Dave. Happy birthday, my brother. You what are 39 years old today. 39 <laughs> years old. This is the greatest moment of your life. 73 years of age. Podcast day. 73 years of age. 73. Just had a baby, so you know that you know he's still doing well. Yeah, yeah. 73, right? still, still laying it down, man. Way to go, yeah. dude. <laughs> proud of you. Out of about 10 years. <laughs> laying it down. Jeez. Oh, man. Hopefully he's done reproducing now that he's 73. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. All right. Well, hey, happy birthday, my brother. We want to wish you the very best. Hopefully you had a good day, man. How'd it go today? What'd you do? Uh, I worked for eight hours, didn't eat, and then I came here. I worked some more. No, geez. Uh, don't now, you see, now you're trying to get a sob. Look, yeah, the people feel to get bad for you. Uh, no, no, no. This, no, is no, why no. We don't, this is why we don't ever say anything nice about you. You just lie about <laughs> shit. Uh, I love happy it. birthday to you, though, brother. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate it. Um, all right, guys. Hey, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. And the link down below in our main YouTube channel will take you to our Clips channel. Hit that link as well. Subscribe to that channel on all of our audio platforms, the iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Make sure you hit that uh, subscribe button as well there. We want to thank you guys for listening to us. And let's uh, let's get this show started, man. Let's talk. What do you want to talk first, Dave? Dave? Let's go to Bellator. Wow. All right. Well, let's talk about Bellator. Bellator is on Friday. Right. Uh, we normally break down the whole card because, you know, there's a lot of usually like hidden gems in, inside the that we know of inside the prelims. This card's good, but it's not, you know, like the prelims aren't as stacked as normal because the main card is pretty damn good. So um, I think with the rest of the, the year coming up to come into a close, they're trying to get all those fighters under contract, uh, their, their fights. But the one guy will say, John, on the prelims that people should watch out for that I have said before, I know he's only 2-0. But he's a he's a fabulous kickboxer. He's phenomenal. He's got he's got speed. He's got I've said this a couple of times. I feel like he's one of the best kickboxers in MMA. Now I know he's two and zero. Don't expect much from the ground game. He's still working on all of this stuff. I'm just simply saying, for a young talent, keep fun an eye watch. on him. He's very he's fun to watch. Super fun to watch. Remember how kind of Barboza kind of exploded under the scene. That's kind of like. Obviously, at a little bit, I would say it'd be more of a beginner level than Barboza was. But stylistically, he's just fun. He puts together three and four punch combinations, finishes with a kick or a head kick, or push kick or spinning kicks. He's just fun to watch. Uh, he's out of the SBG gym. Uh, Kavanaugh's very high on him. 
We've been high on him for a while. At least I have been because I've called all of his fights, all two of his fights. But uh, he's he's a phenomenal <laughs> fighter, man. He's just fun to watch. He's got a little. I think he hasn't fought since the last time we were in Ireland. But he's uh he's fun. He's entertaining. He's flashy. Does a lot of crazy things. Flying knees. Uh, he's getting better at getting up off of his back. At least he was a year and a half ago. You know when COVID started. Um, so I want to know how much better he's gotten since then on the ground. If he's gotten better, I expect big things from him in this fight. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but just someone to keep an eye on on the prelims. But he's probably the main person on you this whole. You still haven't said his name, for. Elias Boulade. <laughs> there you go, Elias oh, man. Boulade. I'm saying all Sorry. this stuff, but I know who it is, but no one else does. So I thought I said that right from the beginning. Did you no, must have missed it? It's someone that I'm really high hearing. on. No, oh, no, shit, no, man. No, Sorry, no. Elias Boulade. Boulade, he's a stud. So yeah, the blade. Just keep an eye on him. Yep, the blade. Keep an eye on him. You know, it's just fun. So check him out. Um, other than that, let's get into the rest of the fight card. What do you think there, John? Well, Who, let's what, go. what are you interested in? Uh, I, I think the best fight of the, the night is going to be Patchy Mix against James Gallagher. You're talking about a guy yeah. at 14 and one and the other one at 11 and one. So they're, they're both good. I, I really am interested to see the difference in James Gallagher. James Gallagher is not with SBG anymore. He's with glory. James Krause. He's living in, uh, Kansas city, Missouri. And, uh, he has switched camps. He says it's made a world of difference, to, you know, for him and stuff. So we're going to see. Ground game-wise, they both match up really well. Patchy Mix is he's unique on the ground. This is a guy that doesn't have any, you know, true lineage, if you want to talk about, you know, what belt are you in jiu-jitsu? He's nothing. He's just damn good, man. And he is, uh, he is slick on the back. He's great at taking someone's back. His chokes are good. He is aggressive. I think it's the one thing that he needs to be careful with. Don't be overly aggressive in the fight. Don't try to take him out in the first two minutes, one minute, 30 seconds of the fight. Let the fight unfold, and when the opportunities come, do your thing. If you're James Gallagher, I think, you know, being that it's in Ireland, you got all those fans, let that energy flow with it and just start to build in the fight and frustrate him. Frustrate him as much as you can. And then start turning it on because I think we've seen from Patchy's one loss when he lost the you know title fight to uh, Juan Archuleta, he got frustrated. Juan was able to frustrate him, and you could see it in the fight. I think he's probably gotten past that. He switched camps too. He's with Extreme Couture now instead of being with Jacksons. So it's a it's a it's a unique fight. Two great fighters. You know the background of how they both changed camps and have different trainers now i'm really interested in this it's going to be i think it's gonna be fantastic well when i look at this fight when i look at them on the ground they're the same fighter they both get to the back really fast really attack the neck really fast they're both phenomenal on the ground i give the strength though and the size going to go to patchy mix so on the ground as long as gallagher can make the attacks happen and try to be in the top position i think he's going to have the advantage I think anywhere that Patchy is on the ground, it will be it will kind of cancel that out a little bit. But I say if Patchy's on top, James Gallagher's going to have a hard time with him, a really hard time with him. Strength-wise, I'm going to give it to Patchy. But I'm just simply saying, if you look at their grappling, they're very similar in style. They both like the figure four body lock when they get to the back. They both get to the back very quick yep. and, and almost basically the same way. They both jump on the guillotine very fast. They're good with the arm and guillotine. They're both good on just the regular guillotine. They attack those the neck 
extremely fast from all areas. Phenomenal grapplers. And they switch the arms super well. Yes. The advantage I give it to, in the wrestling department, I give it to Patchy Mix. The size of which he does it. He shoots, reshoots, presses to the fence, lifts, and then pulls you away from the fence. Puts you back into the center. That right there is going to be a big difference on how this fight is able to take place, whether it's in the center of the cage versus against the fence. Getting them away from the fence, Patchy Mix is going to have a lot better chance of getting that submission, getting in the back, making James Gallagher move the direction he wants to, almost like a Neiman Gracie, forcing him to go the direction he wants. With James Gallagher, and he's going to need that fence to get back to his feet to try and scrape him off his back or do any of those things, or vice versa, I believe. Uh, but it's going to be harder for James to lift Patchy being the shorter fighter and Patchy being a little bit taller, longer, and lankier and those type of things. But I give the strength and the wrestling to Patchy. But the stand-up goes all the way to James Gallagher. Now, when I looked at some of James's I'm old not fights. i sure about that. I do. I don't. No, is, okay, so if you look. I have if looked. you look back. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep you looking, said if buddy. you look, so when you, when you look, when you look, the speed in which he needs to kick and he needs to throw his combinations and get out. He needs to make sure he fights a little bit similar to how Juan Archuleta did. If he can do that, let me see. I have my, I had some notes that I wrote down here that I'm going to actually pull up right now. You do that. And when I'm looking at this fight, when I'm looking at this James Gallagher fight, when he fought Labiano, he struck with the hands and then finished with the leg kick or he hit with the leg kick and came with the hands, but he was putting together three and four punch combinations and then getting out. He can't, he, that's exactly what he needs to do against Patchy Mix. Cause when you start striking on Patchy, he shells up and stands in one spot, or at least that's what he was doing when he fought Juan Archuleta. When he fought Juan. So he continued. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I know he changed camps. They both did. Yeah. So that means what? That means that, that I, if, if you look that's at where James Gallagher They're both going to be a little went, different. They both will be a little bit different, but James Gallagher needs to keep this fight on the feet. I don't know if he can or not, but his stand-up will be a lot better than it was before after working with Jay, uh, Krause for this long. Now, I, in terms of the grappling and being extreme couture's, his wrestling will probably be better. His uh, his jiu-jitsu, I think, will be better working pretty much hands-on with uh, Jake, Jake Shields. Shields. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole that whole style of MMA grappling is really Jake Shields' forte. Him working with Patchy Mix, they're pretty much like two peas in a pod now, from what I understand. They're attached to the hip, training all the time, getting better all the time. Now, in terms of his striking, I don't know how much more his striking has got better, but I believe his wrestling will have gotten better. So if he can get the takedown, get to the top position, I'm going to go with Patchy Mix. If he struggles to get those takedowns early, I'm going to lean more towards James being able to put it in. Because both of them, I think, will tend to slow down as the fight goes on. You look at some of James's old fights when he got into that third round. The output wasn't what it was. True. Patchy sure was still walking forward against Juan in the fourth and the fifth, but he wasn't throwing anything. So it, it, I think they kind of cancel each other out when it comes to the conditioning uh, in the third round. Sorry, this is not a title fight. What am I thinking? No, third rounds. round. Yeah, I was thinking four and five because it was the main event in the whole conversation about Bellator starting five rounds. So then in a three-round fight, He's got to make sure he stays off of his back. Uh, James Gallagher, if he can keep this fight on the feet, if he can keep this fight on the feet, I think he's got a better chance. And those leg kicks will be key. That was very long-winded, just what I just said, all of this stuff. But Josh, I think, we'll give I think, you just a little. I think if Juan, I think if James Gallagher throws the leg kicks and throws the, the three-piece or four-piece combination and gets out, I think he's got a good chance of winning. But they have one common opponent. They got one common opponent. That yep. common opponent being Ricky Bandejas who gave James Gallagher his only loss, knocking him out in the first round. And then Patchy Mix 
submitted Ben Dejas in the first round. So it doesn't mean anything, but it, it, I, I, like I said, there's so many unknowns based upon both moving camps, both being out for not, you know, uh, James has been out longer than Patchy. Patchy had a nice fight against Morales. That was mm-hmm. that's a good fight for him to to be in it because it pushed him some. He still got the submission. This is a it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be interesting to see how much effect James Krause has on James Galler. Mm-hmm. That's a mouthful right there, James Krause, James Galler. Yeah, <laughs> but I think the two of them on the, uh, it's it's just going to be a fun fight, and I think the lead up, um, this week to the fight. You know, the media scrum, the back and forth, all of those things throughout this week is going to be fun. You know, and then when you get to the actual fight, their walkout with James Gallagher being in Ireland, Ugh. being the co-main event, you know, Peter Quilia fighting next for the title, that kind of situation. That's all going to be the buildup and the lead up. And how James does leading into that title fight for Peter Quilia, it's just going to bring that energy up if he gets the win. If he doesn't get the win, the crowd is not going to go anywhere. But I'm simply saying that it's going to be, it may deflate it just a tiny bit. Who knows? We'll see. But I'm looking forward to this this whole week in yeah. Ireland. Well, let's Josh, talk about. I was just gonna say. Go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say to Josh that um, Bellator do have on this poster on Instagram uh, bantamweight main events. So I don't know if that's what confused you, Josh, but it definitely confused me. See how they that's have bantamweight it, main yeah. event. Right that 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 would be old because it was the main event. Yeah, but <clears> then they. Uh, made the uh, lightweight fight the championship fight so it is now mm-hmm. the main event. They posted this um they posted this uh, 8 hours ago. Huh? I'm not saying they, they did they it. The... But they could oh, be okay. wrong. Yeah. It's not the main event. Then update the poster. It's a maybe it's a bantamweight main event. Yeah. That's what they're saying. I just wanted to recall calling it a main event for some reason, but uh, yeah, anyway. No. no mm-hmm. Um Peter Quilly versus Patricky Prede. <laughs> for a pit bull <laughs> it's pit so bull. much easier <laughs> pit bull <laughs> but tricky pit bull um look it's just it's it's a continuation i believe from the first fight i think you're going to see a lot of what you saw in the first fight but a little bit more output i think from both fighters they both understand each other they both know each other a lot better now um <clears throat> when you've already shared the cage with somebody i feel that you now know how hard they hit. You know how you now know how fast they are. You know that you can absorb certain stuff. You know how easy they are to take down. You know that they've probably worked on a couple of those things to fix. But you know if you keep pushing at it, you could probably get that takedown again easy, you know, again. So it's not something that's too far fetched. Also, I think Patricky learned a lot from his first fight. When I get the takedown, don't put my head down. You know, posture up and start letting it go, or just don't even go for the takedown. Cause I had him winning the stand-up. It was close, but I had him winning the stand-up. Those leg kicks were we're paying dividends. Now he's got to start hiding those leg kicks behind his combinations. If he starts doing that, I think he's going to have success. And don't wait for Pete. Every time Peter comes in, chop that calf kick. Sit him back down to his butt. He sat him three or four times in that first fight, you know, without calf kick. That was very effective, but he's got to start throwing the hands. He would just throw the kick, and that was enough. No, 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 don't do that. Throw the kick, track after him a little bit, throw the hands, or throw the hands and then throw the kicks. Well, he only did it once or twice, I think, in the first fight where he threw the hands first and then finished with the kick. He's got to make sure that he's hiding that kick behind the behind those punches. If he can do that, I think he's going to have a good chance. He does tend to slow down. He's a little different a than lot. his brother where he slows down in his output a lot more and just starts letting the fight happen in front of him, especially after he's had rounds where he's won. 
And I'm like, what are you doing, man? You have an opportunity to start stealing these things and getting them out of there potentially. And he doesn't do that. He lets the fight just kind of happen in front of him. I'm like, yeah. get out there. He could finish so many more people. I understand that both of them have gotten away from that mean, aggressive chase after you, try to knock you out and finish you. But you still got to keep some of that there. You know, I mean, it just, it kind of, it kind of, with, with Queely, he can outpoint you and steal the, the round. That's the way he fights. And then when he feels like he touches most you hard, his, then he goes hard. Most of fights have gone to decision. <clears throat> Peter Queely? Yeah, that was Peter Queely's thing, man. He would just, he would stick and move, stay on the outside and just pick people apart and just work his way into a unanimous decision win. Yeah. He did, he, I, I want to say, what, he's got 13 wins? I would bet the Ryan Scope might be the first stoppage in his career or no, second. It was, yeah. it was David so, uh, Kachatryan. Okay. It's round one point. So I said second. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at all those. Boom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A lot of decision victories. Now look, he's good. You know, he used to be the main sparring partner for Connor. He's yeah. he's damn good, and he can take a shot. The guy's got a chin. And I've yep. watched him take big shots and just shake it off and come right back to doing what he's he's doing. One of the things he does best is he does make people fight his fight. That's a huge part of what Peter does. He draws you into his fight. And like you said, you know, if you're going to go back and you take a look at, you know, Pitbull, man, all the way back, he didn't do it with Derek Campos. That was a one-round fight, but he did it the first time he fought him. He got tired. Roger Huerta, he fought him in Boise, Idaho. And if you recall, yeah. he got tired. Second-round yeah. stoppage, I believe, but he was tired. He, yeah, he said he had some stomach problems. I talked to him after that fight. He's like, I okay. had some serious Well, then he problems. fought Ryan Scope, you know, with you in England, yep. and he got tired. Now, supposedly he broke his hand, too, or something like that, but he was in tired. First round. Because yeah. first round, he was turning it on. Second round, I gave it to him, but he was starting to, it was mm -hmm. tailing off. And then the third round, Ryan Scope took over. Yeah. So, you know, these there's been a, you know, sequence of what's going on with him. Now, this one is a five-round fight. It's not a three-round yeah. fight. So it's something that, you know, you really got to look at and go, hey, you know, right now he's in a position. He's going to be with a guy that's going to push him. He's, you know, Peter's going to be moving. He's going to be creating angles. Pitbull has got the power. He's got more power than Queeley. But Queeley, as you said, he has felt that power. He now knows what it's like to be in there with Pitbull. He's been hit by Pitbull, and he goes, yeah, yeah, he's got power, but I can take it. It's not that big a deal. So now he's got more confidence in, hey, I can take some chances here because, yeah, he can hit me, and I know I'm going to be okay. So this is, you know, it, it, it's the first fight. Let me ask you this. Who did you have winning? Because it got stopped at the end of the second round based upon yeah. cuts. And I didn't think, first off, the cuts that were, there was a big one on his head here. Yeah. But, he wasn't he wasn't reacting to it or anything. The the doctor wanted it stopped, so they stopped the fight. But who did you have winning? It was close. It, it was. was close, but I had Patricky I had Patricky winning the fight, but it was close. And okay. I wouldn't have been mad if it would have went the other way in one of the rounds. Yeah. Um I thought the leg kicks were having the most effect because he was sitting Peter Cooley to his butt. 
but I thought Peter had obviously the more output, but he also wasn't landing a lot of clean, super hard shots. Boy, he did so on I the ground with elbows, did. though. No, he did. It was quick, too. It was the oh, very yeah. first elbow he threw. Hit him right, first or second one, right on the <clears throat> right on that forehead area, right in the hairline. It's almost exactly where uh, where Tony Ferguson cut me. I have one right on my hairline, and it goes right into the back of my head. And it was, I think we ended up with 18 stitches or something like that. They put two on the inside. And they yeah. put 14 or something like that on the outside. To that would be closed. 16. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like I said. Petition, I love you. Well, four on the something inside. Something like that. Four on the inside. Yeah, four. Four. There you Maybe go. it was I just like two. That. Maybe. <laughs> John, just, just say it was two, Josh. Just say there was only two put in that. Cover me up, buddy. Come on, help me out here. Um, so, but I, yeah, I agree. I, look, how did you score it? I, you know, going into it, it I, I had patricky winning but i thought peter was coming on and i thought peter actually was yeah. in that position where it looked like patricky was starting to get exhausted he was cut <laughs> and it it looked like the fight had turned the corner and was going in peter quilly's way so and like you said i had no problem if they were you know if, if someone had quilly up and the judges did have quilly up mm -hmm. so well, they did they did quilly was up on wow. the scorecard so the, you know it, this is a it's a going to be a, a tight fight for both of them. It's who was who's the one that took that fight, broke it down the best, and figured out the areas that they needed to improve, what they needed to stop, and what they were really good at, and how to improve upon that. That's going to be the winner in this fight. Well, see, that's the thing is I looked at it in a five-round fight. He needs to get to the calf early and often. That will change the movement of Peter Quilly. It's going to make him switch his stance a lot more. Now, the other thing that I wanted to point out is Peter was switching his stance already, and that was only in rounds – and that was in rounds one and two. He was already switching his stance from that calf kick. If, P if Patricky gets there sooner, he starts getting there in those first two rounds. By that third round, when you start switching – I think Patricky's got to start switching his stance too, just to kick the calf on the other side. So when he switches to his uh, other stance, then Patricky needs to switch too to, to kick the calf on that side. Because that side will get tenderized a lot faster than his normal side, which is probably used to taking leg kicks. So when he starts switching, make him pay right away. If you, as soon as he switches, you switch and kick and then go back to your stance. He ain't going to last long in both stances. That's the thing. So I think in those type of things, you got to start using your fight IQ. If Patricky does something like that and then throw, you know, have like one or two combinations that you throw off of that switch stance and then go back to your normal stance where you fight from. Because when it comes to the leg kicks, Patricky, uh, Peter Quilly throws them, but they don't have the same effect that Patricky's do. And when I, when I had fought Patricky, I was kicking his calf, kicking his calf, and I knew that they were starting to hurt because he kicked me after like the third or fourth one. He kicked me back in the calf. And that's kind of like, hey, when you start, when I start feeling it is when I start trying to do it to you. Yeah. So that was kind of the, that was kind of the feel. And I felt that kick and I was like, oh, wow, you got one of those, like, it's a weird feeling. Like he's got, he's got powerful kicks and they come fast, but it was just in the right spot, right timing, but he's got to start hiding it behind his punches. And I think he's going to have a lot more success, but the key to this fight, John, and I really believe this. He's got to hit those leg kicks early so he can stop the movement down of Peter Queeley so he can hit him. Because if he lets him just keep bouncing around, he's gonna get he's gonna get fucking. Not, I wouldn't say he's gonna get finished, but I'm saying he's gonna get he's gonna get tired chasing him. That's one. Two is he's gonna get outpointed. Yep. He, his style now is to stand in the center of the cage, let the fight come to him. Well, if the guy's bouncing around, you can't catch him, and he's gonna do that for five rounds. And you're not known for your conditioning. You're gonna have to get after him for a second. 
That's true. So he's going to have to do that. I you agree. know, and I, I don't know. I'm looking for a good fight. I'm looking for it to be a really good fight. But, you know, we're going to see what happens. That's that's the benefit of us, you know, being cage side, you know, to watch these fights. I love it. Well, the, the other one that's going to be a good fight, you got Daniel Weichel, who's got over 50, you know, MMA fights against Pedro Cavallo, who <clears throat> you talk about a guy that had just supreme confidence. I mean, it was almost to the point where we would look at each other like, damn. He, I started he believing he, when he spoke. <laughs> I know you did. He thinks he could beat anyone. And he had that, you know, it was a supreme and it was real. It wasn't made up and it wasn't, you know, like boasting. He was, he believed it. And then got the loss, got knocked out by Patricio and then suffered his second loss in a row. And I, you know, we talked at, we thought he came back too fast. He got knocked out by Patricio comes back fast and ends up having problems. And a lot of that is based upon you weren't ready to come back. You needed time to rest. You needed to give your body and your brain ample time to come back and be rested and be ready to go. He's taken that rest this time. This is a good fight for him, but he's taken on a guy that look, Daniel Weichel is the real deal. He is a seasoned veteran who's got great skills on the ground, good stand-up skills. He's sharp. He's not easy to take down. Pedro's got his hands full in Ireland, which is where he's training out of, but man, he's got his hands full. Daniel Weissel is a fucking problem. He's a That's savage. What he is for a lot of these guys. He is a problem. He is one of those guys that is just well-rounded everywhere. When I, I, I don't want to, I'm going to say it, but I don't want you guys to take this out of what I'm trying to get to, is that he reminds me in terms of being so well-rounded like a GSP. He's not GSP's athletic ability. He's not GSP's, you know, ability in all those areas. But he's he is his conditioning everywhere. and things like that. Yep. He is, yeah. He's, he, t- he is a professional. He's 30-something years old, 36, 37 years old, something like that. But he's a professional. He's someone that he's taken this very seriously. Look at him like he just takes care of his body. He's constantly training, constantly getting better. He's always on point. He's got great stand-up, got great takedown defense. He's got good submissions. He's one of the most well-rounded and technicians. Keeps very tight with his defense. He's he's one of the best fighters and he's definitely one of the best fighters in the world, but he's one of the best fighters I've seen when it comes to his, to his, uh, to his talent. And so when I look at him, I'm like, wow. I mean, this could be a really tough task for Pedro. The other thing too, coming off losses, you know, Daniel coming off wins, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard fight for for Pedro to get to get this done. I look. I also look back at Pedro when he fought Sam Cecilia and he fought uh, Derek Campos. Yeah. He was taking shots. He was delivering and taking him back. He was throwing that body kick and letting the hands fly and then coming back and wrestling a little bit. He was getting after it. But he also looked like he was a little bit more, I don't know, I, I would say like he looked a little bit more muscular. I don't know if he now, had, for the, for the yeah, he looked a little bit more muscular in, the, in those first two fights. When he, fought, uh, when he fought Campos, he looked like a little bit more muscular. And then I saw him when he fought uh, Patricio. He looked lean, like as if he spent more time focusing on the cardio aspect of it all. He didn't look as 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 muscular. I, I'm looking for another word because physically so imposing, physically imposing. Yeah, he just didn't look that, and he didn't look that way in his last fight either. He looked a lot leaner as well. So I feel like something's going on with his his cardio, his conditioning, or his training that he's not either. He's not eating the the right stuff. I don't know what it is. Something like that can make a big difference. But to touch back on what you said. 
He definitely came back too soon after the Patricio fight. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. And that's that's a decision that fighters need to start understanding that you can't do. After a knockout like that he had against Patricio, you got to take your time off. Take your ample time off. I know it sucks sitting on the sideline, just chomping at the big one. I got to get it back. I got to get it back. No. You, will. you got to let your brain heal. That's, that's what it. you got to do. You know, and then because otherwise you're gonna have a short career. If he loses again by knockout, which is very likely he could, because because Dale Weishel is a fucking stud and he's a sharpshooter. He's on point. He's very very straight point, very, very straight punches to the target. Yeah. Very accurate. I mean, he's gotta have to be careful. So he's gonna make this a, gr- a gritty, grimy fight. Pedro is, and I don't know. It's a tough task for him. I got a lot of respect for him because, like I said, he's a guy that will tell you something. He's gonna do it, and by the time I walk away, I'm. I'm like believing yeah, everything every he's saying. I believe you. I believe you. You got a good chance of winning this fight. So he's one of those guys. I wish them both them nothing but the best. But yeah, those are gonna be some good fights. No, all, th- those three um, fights are gonna be fantastic. So yes, they should. All be yep, fights. yep. Those are the fights, man. Those are the fights. All right, let's get into the UFC. All right, guys. So now let's talk about mybookie.ag. Use our promo code weighing in for our show. That show your support by using that promo code weighing in. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that little QR code right there. That'll give you a little bit of extra spending cash and some bonus money, as we like to call it, because we're gambling right now. We're betting on all the things that are that are available. We have football. We have the World Series. We've obviously got MMA fights. They're coming out the wazoo with all these pay per views coming up. Bellator's got some good stuff coming up. UFC's got some good stuff coming up. PFL just had a great card that we're going to talk about a little bit here as well. There's plenty of things to bet on. Make sure you guys don't miss out. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WAYNEIN. Mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WAYNEIN. And use that QR code there for that extra bonus money. I, You know what I have to start with? I want to start with Bobby Green and Ali Quinta. <laughs> That's where I want to start. I love both these guys. They're fun as hell. They're great people. I love, I love, I've fought Bobby Green and Ali Quinta. I've done a bunch of autograph signing sessions with him and his manager and, and me and stuff. We're friends and him and we've done some, some, uh, events together and stuff. He's a fun, fun guy. Super great guy too. Super nice. Both of them, great fighters, good fighters. You know, Ali Quinta's fought, you know, Khabib. He's fought some, he's fought some of the top guys. Bobby Green, same shit. Fought some of the top guys. And uh, a lot of the top guys, both of them have. And it's just, they're fun. It's going to be a fun fight. We're going to see, can Ali Quinta get this fight to the ground, get on top of him, try and control him? Or can Bobby Green do what he does, keep this fight on the feet, sprawl and brawl, and just start piecing him up with the speed, shoulder rolls and touch-touch with the hands? I mean, but to me, this is going to be one of those, like, still-the-show kind of fights. They have potential to do that if they want. And so I'm looking forward to that fight a lot. Do you think Ali Quinta is going to be able to get Bobby Green down? <laughs> I don't know. I can tell you. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. Bobby's I a know. lot tougher to get down than people realize, man. His wrestling is actually yep. really good. That's what he started out with. You know, and his his stand up is unique. It's not anything I would tell anyone to emulate, but it definitely works for him. You know, he's got his hands down at the side all the time, but he throws shots and they come from odd angles and they catch you, you know, because you're just not seeing them the same when his hands are up, so you know, it's his style. It's a tough fight for uh, Iaquinta. Bobby has been actually fighting pretty damn well, and Iaquinta just hasn't fought that much. You know, and he, he's great when he gets yeah. people on the ground and he gets in the top position. You know, it's, it's, this is going to be a tough fight, though. 
He's too Ali Quint is too busy selling houses and making a ton of money. Well, he's making well. money. Good for him, man. That's what he's supposed <laughs> without, to be. There's another question. There's today. another fight on the prelims, and it's one that you don't think <laughs> about. But you know, Edmund uh, Shabazian coming back after two straight losses. But the dude he's fighting, Nazardine, I'm a love. Tough dude. The guy can yeah. fight. So they didn't give him an easy fight coming back. I think this is a possibility. Shabazian could end up 0-3 in his last three fights because the guy he's fighting is for real. Now, he's good. I, I take nothing away, but it's the question of where is Edmund's head at? Where is his confidence at? It's going to be a, a tough you know, tough go. We're going to see. We're going to see how mentally strong he is. They're not doing him any favors. No. They're not doing him any favors. Look, I've never been high on Edmund Shabazian. You were. You yeah. know, um, when you were talking to me about it, I had never really even kind of seen any of his fights up until I think he had, when I watched him fight, well, he was the main event, and I think he lost. Who did he lose to? Brunson. Brunson. Yeah, Brunson There's just Brunson. mauled him. Mauled just him. fucking mauled him. I mean, he looked good the first, what, first round. three and a half minutes of the first yeah. round. First round. And after good. that, he just got fucking mauled by the bear. He just, <laughs> he just got mauled by the bear. Well, man. the bear mauls a lot of people, man. No, nah, not Khabib. <laughs> Quick on the draw, buddy. Quick on the draw. Uh, Shabazian, though, I mean, like, I, I think he's got some talent, but I really believe that they threw him to the wolves. I don't know what happened. This is that type of situation is something that I believe is that his manager said something to, to one of the matchmakers. You know who his Dana manager or something is? like that. No, I don't. Oh. So it's, uh, Let me guess. Let me guess. Um the guy that used to manage uh, uh, John Jones. Nope, Ronda Rousey. Oh, shut up! Really? <laughs> yep. That's his Oof. Oof. So you know it's here. not that the the management and the executive staff of the UFC don't get along. They get along. Do they get along still? They get along. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, well, they're not doing him any favors. That's for sure. Coming yeah. off of two losses. Maybe he's a talent, but I haven't seen anything from him to suggest that he belongs fighting these type of guys right now. He's still young. What is he, 23, 24? Yeah, he's super young. I don't know. He's exactly. a baby. I would say he's 23. Like, he might have just turned 24. Be? I don't know. <clears throat> Not yet. He's 23. 23. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, when you look at him in his, in his profile picture, like he shouldn't he shouldn't be fighting grown men. Yeah. <laughs> <Like, he should, laughs> They they need like seriously they need to they need to dial him back. Three losses in a row could ruin his career. He's too young for that. Start start rebuilding him back up. Do what they did with the Jan Blahovich. Do that. You know, dial him back, Maybe. give him some other fights, and then build him back up. This is not a gimme fight. That's for damn sure. Imovov is a stud. Fuck man. <laughs> uh, but anyways, <clears throat> we're gonna see if he comes out with a win. That lets us know where his mind is. All right. But at what that you... age, I don't know if his mind's right. What about the uh, the fight that I get? I think it's the main prelim fight, which a lot of people are not going to know who one of the fighters is in Alex Pajaya, but he's fighting Andreas Mitchell. Uh, I want to say Michaelitis, I think uh-huh. is how you say it. But Alex Pajaya is out of Glover Teixeira's school, but Alex Pajaya is a famous kickboxer who who viciously knocked out Israel Adesanya in kickboxing and has got big-time power in his hands and is now fighting well, fighting another guy that really likes the stand-up. Should be an interesting fight. 
We'll see if uh, Andreas decides that maybe I don't want to be in the stand-up with him and tries to take him to the ground, but this is going to be fun to watch. How long before – is this guy still fighting at 85? Uh, Yeah. How long does, until they fast-track him to fight Izzy? Three How fights. How long do you think? I say three. Three. Fights? three. You say three? If, if he looks and, good and he uh-huh. wins you know, with some knockouts, three fights. They're going to handpick his guys to fight stand-up guys, guys that know that they want to stand, correct? Yes. Is that what you think? Yes. I think the same shit. Yeah, I'm glad we're thinking <laughs> the same way. Finally, John's on my line. <laughs> no, I think you're going to see him fighting mostly stand-up All guys. Stand-up I think they. Guys. I think if they get to that third fight, they'll take someone that has a chance of taking him down but doesn't have a great mm-hmm. you know, submission game or something like that because, he, yeah. like I said, he's been working with uh, Glover Teixeira his, as I've been told, his wrestling has gotten way better. His jujitsu is coming up. Obviously, it's all about defense. It's not that he's going to be a submission guy, but the dude's got fucking hammers in his hand. Dave, can you pull up the 185 pound rankings for the UFC? Yep. Let's see who they might match him up against. Let's see. It's going to be mainly stand up people with a little bit of wrestling. Right so here. 185. Darren Till. Uriah Hall, Darren, Darren Till. Till. they would. Sean Strickland, they would. Maybe Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa. Yep. Well, Paulo Costa, so they say, say, is going to 205. Oh, is, yeah. So Well, that's okay, what so they they're said. Gonna keep, they're going to keep him away from Brunson, Cannoneer, and Vittori for sure. Maybe, maybe. I mean, they may get him into that Riddick, uh, Whitaker. I'd say Strickland would be a good one, too, as well. That's what I said, so Sean have, Strickland. Till oh, and Strickland would be perfect, I think. Yeah. They're going to yeah, get those... him. They got to get him up there, though. So Uriah Hall probably first. Then probably Till, and then probably uh, Strickland, and that'll kind of put him in that that top go. position. Because See? Izzy will have already beaten Whitaker, Vittori, wow. well, he's- Brunson. If he fights Brunson, Brunson, Costa. I mean, like these, he's already beaten these people. So they're they're going to try to find a way to get somebody new in there for him to fight. Can you imagine Izzy shooting for takedowns? <laughs> uh, I don't think he would. I don't think I don't so either. Think I don't think so. I think Izzy got too big a fucking sack for that. <laughs> he ain't doing that. He's too much of a stud, man. He, he is. He ain't, stud. Going, he ain't going. He ain't going out like no punk. <laughs> he ain't going out like no punk. There's no no way. All right, let's see what else is on this card. Well, your your boy starting yes, off the my night. My boy Frankie Edgar starting off the night. Frankie against Chito Vera. God damn! I gotta tell you, that's not an easy fight for Frankie, man. You know that. No, but if he gets his fight to the ground, I think he wins. Bingo. That's yep. what I want to see. He gets see. his fight to the ground. That's exactly yep. it. It's, you, look, you can stay in the stand-up for a little bit, but let's get back to the roots. Let's take a guy out of his game, put him on his back. You're great in the top position there. Go after him. Beat him up. If he makes it through the round, let's do it again. But this is yeah. a it's a it's a good fight for Frankie at this point because you know Frankie's coming off of that huge knockout loss yeah. to the Sandman. So but see, is, that's this, the thing. This Frankie important. took time off. Yeah. Frankie took time off, gave himself time to heal. Hopefully, it's all you know. I mean, but he is getting older. I think he's 38, 39. Might be thirty nine now. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Sorry. But look, he's oh, he he's just 40. turned forty. Oh, he's reached the big one. He's He's a, he still looks like a baby. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> this guy, man, he still looks like a baby. What a stud. Um, but yeah, he's 
An absolute stud. I mean, look, if he gets it like a, I'm going to go back to the Glover to share a fight that we talked about last weekend. If he utilizes his wrestling and he gets the fight down early, it will progressively get harder and harder for Chito Vera to get up. Because one thing that I've learned from training with Frankie over the years and then after watching his fights for years is that him on top, he's got like cat-like reflexes. People kick him back. He hits the ground. He springs forward. gets back. Those reflexes aren't the same. They aren't. They aren't. But right. his pressure and his wrestling, his pressure and his wrestling doesn't really still go great. away. No, I you agree. Know, his his output, his output is still there as well. He's still got a ton of output. Still in and great so, condition. Uh, yeah, he's he's a phenomenal. He's, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's a stud. He's a hard worker. I don't think I've and people people use this term too loosely. I don't know if I've ever been around someone who's trained as hard as him. Just out and out, just trained as hard as him to the yeah. point where like I've overtrained in my career. And I see, I'm like, man, you've got to be overtraining. There's just no way. But he gets through it. He keeps pushing. He does it. I don't think I've there's there's been very few people that I that I say that about because that term is used just too loosely now. Oh, I'm best shape of my life, or I've trained the hardest I've ever trained. No, dude, you 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 did an extra one round of cardio. Calm down. Okay? <laughs> this guy, he's a stud. This guy's a stud. He pushes hard. You know, um, I don't know how much I don't know what his future is in terms of how many more fights he has left in him. But I mean, I like to see him get a win, and I like Cheeto, man. I like Cheeto as well. He's a stud He's as well. He's a stud. So, I mean, I, but I still believe that if if Frankie gets him down, Frankie's gonna put I some think work if, on if him. If Frankie so. gets a takedown within the first two and a half minutes of the first round, fight's gonna start going his way. Yeah, but yeah. he's got to get that. I I think the next fight is. I love Billy Quarantillo. Billy Q is as tough as they come. He will just put pressure on you but Shane Burgos is not the guy you want to put a lot of pressure on and he's got freaking power I'm not sure this is a great fight for Billy but it's going to be fun to watch because Shane Burgos is he's a dog man he's fun to watch his last fight against Edson was incredible and uh, yeah. just it's a uh, it's one of those I look at it, it's you know Billy's worked a long 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 time and gone down a hard road got you know booted from the usc came back and has now worked himself into the main card and this is you know those pro progressions you make but when you make this progression and it's shane burgos you go god damn that's not a good yep. that's not a good fight for him but we'll see exactly we'll see yeah it's a tough fight for him tough fight for him but shane when's the last time shane fought it was, he, it was he against, lost his last fight right yeah was that he lost barbosa? against barbosa that memory of the, the strange that's strange. Well, he, he got to the point his body just shut down. That's right. That's right. Shit. Strange, right? Strange. Oh, that was so long ago. When was that? When was that? Like 20, that was in May 2020. That was in that was the Oliveira Chandler fight, yeah. Oh, May wow. of 2021? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was on the Chandler Oliveira, Oliveira card. English, my friend. English speaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, hey, let's get into... Uh, well, speaking person. of... Yes, speaking of the person I love to hate. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, oh, man. Um, gosh, John, I'm telling you right now, and the way that I've said this before is if Michael Chandler can get a takedown early... I agree. Gaethje's going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yep. A lot of trouble. But if he but does if it... Fight, Michael Chandler is no, going to be in trouble. Michael Chandler be in a lot of trouble. If this fight gets into the second round, 
where it's aggressive, where 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 but I, I think regardless, even if Chandler does get a takedown in the first, in the second, it depends on how much output he had and how much output he wasted. Because Chandler's someone who doesn't know how to conserve energy. He doesn't fight smart. When we talk about fight IQ, he's the guy that doesn't have it. He doesn't have it at all. It's a three-round fight. I know. Thank you. Damn it. I get it. I understand that. I didn't understand that before I started talking. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I honestly got to tell you, he slows down so much. It's so, it's so rapid how fight. fast. You're right. Yeah. Maybe not in a three-round fight, but he's never fought outside of like, Eddie Alvarez. I, I shouldn't say never. A guy like Eddie Alvarez is the guy that put the pressure on him, like in the three rounds where he started to kind of wilt so much that Eddie started winning that second and third round. So it comes down to, I think, how much pressure is Justin Gaethje going to put on him without getting reckless and, and without being taken down. Because Michael Chandler, when he gets on top of you, is nasty. Because when you sit up, he gets on your neck really quick. When you try to when you try to do anything, kind of get back to the he's just nasty ground up. If you lay on your back, he's going to ground up pound the shit out of you. Yep. If you go to get up, he's going to get on the neck. So he's got a lot. He's got a lot of tools from that top position. It's, it's going to be a tough fight for Gaethje, but I think the way Gaethje wins, leg kicks. Leg kicks, exactly. And make, and make him fight off of his back foot. If you go back and look at the guys that have beaten Michael Chandler, and I'm going to give it a, an example. Back this guy up. just posted it. This guy just posted a video today about him getting a win over somebody and he's trying to get back into the UFC is Will Brooks. Will Brooks handled Michael Chandler. Just fucking. Because he knew he had, made, like, if I back him up, he does not fight the same way. He made Michael Chandler his son. That's how bad Will Brooks was putting it on him. He was just touching him, making him back up, touching him, touching him. Chandler couldn't take him down. All of those things. That's the type of fighter that that's the type of fight that that uh Justin Gaethje needs to fight him with. Be smart, conservative with your output. But make sure that you understand the takedown will come. You start putting him on his back foot. He may throw heavy shots, but if you can land those leg kicks early, because Chandler also has a hard time, he doesn't check the kicks. He takes them, and when he does, his legs start to get beat up. He just doesn't have – I don't know what it is. He does not handle leg kicks well. well Justin you know, every, Gaethje got some of the nastiest leg kicks oh, in the game. And they're fast and yep. heavy. He's got a lot. They got a lot of snap to him, man. When Justin goes, man, he cracks when he hits those leg kicks. So he, I, I agree. He's got to, he's got to start off, and he's got to just attack those legs early and just go after that thing as much as he possibly can, because it'll take, you know, take a lot of the shot out of Chandler and his ability to, you know, cover the distance, get in on him. But this is, it's a toss-up fight in my opinion, based upon I give. Gaethje, the you know the edge in the stand up by far, especially with the leg kicks, and I think you know Chandler by far is way better on the ground than Justin Gaethje. So Gaethje has yeah. got to keep the fight on his feet. I know everything said, oh, he was, but you know Gaethje was a great wrestler. No, he's not a great wrestler in MMA, and a lot of the time, a lot of it is because he puts himself in positions where he's easier to take down based upon you know trying to throw hard and he does man he puts everything into it but you can go back and look at some of his fights and especially you know go back to his last uh world series of fighting title fight he, exactly romino romino Fili Fili uh felipe romino i think is we call him buscape it's buscape is you know yeah but buscape was taking him down and controlling him on the ground and putting it to him as far as you know the fight and it, 
if Michael Chandler watches that fight and is able to do the same thing, he's going to get the win. Yeah, I think Gaethje's gotten better since that fight. Well, of course he has. But of course he his has. takedown, how much of how much of his takedown defense has gotten better? It hasn't I wonder how better. much he's. Here's well, John. Let me let me finish. Go ahead. It didn't get better for the Khabib fight. He hasn't fought since Khabib. How much has he focused on his wrestling since then? Because even though he hasn't, even though he hasn't need, needed to use it, he's somebody I feel like. If I was to get him back in the wrestling room a lot with like Usman, who just so happens to be at his gym yep, now full yep, time, yep, and they yep. have seemed to be attached at the hip, the two of them during camps, I simply believe. Well, and the fact is, they're on the same card. Hold on, this just ahead. like what you're saying though. Who did, who did Usman used to wrestle with? Now that's another that's another situation. I wonder how much Usman is helping Gaethje for his wrestling. For I don't know. Fight now it is switch camps. It is the question. Yeah, because he was, he was Michael Chandler's teammate. Yeah, they remember used to work they used out to post all videos all the time of them scrambling together. Oh yeah, they would so, go after uh, each other. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a strange. But it it could help Justin. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I really believe that he's dedicated this amount of time off to getting his wrestling better. After that Khabib fight, realizing how easy he lost the takedowns. And I, I was trying to tell everyone, like, people don't get how good Khabib's wrestling is. And and it's going to be, it's not, it's going to be an easy, and I wouldn't say it's going to be an easy takedown, but I said once he gets the takedown, it's going to continue to come. And it happened. So I wonder now if that was eye-opening for, for Gaethje to be like, hey, but response here. It's a sign. It's a sign for, for me to understand. I need to work on my wrestling. I need to get but, it back but on let me, track. Let me ask you this. If you go back and you watch the Khabib fight with mm-hmm. Justin, look. Khabib at a certain point just started walking him down, walking through everything that he was throwing. Justin has never fought anybody that did just that to him as far as just walk through, you know, his stand up and just pressured him with so much forward pressure. That's a unique fight and it's a unique situation. One that, yeah, at least he's dealt with it now and it could make a difference in this fight, but, uh, you know, the takedowns there, it was just a different situation. Oh, you say that, but if Michael Chandler fights him the same way he fought Dan Hooker, you may see the same thing happen, John. Well, that's the thing. If, he, if Michael if he Chandler give, takes the center he starts of the giving ground, If he starts giving ground like Dan Hooker, which can't do that. He did against Khabib. He did against Khabib, and that's what was his downfall. If he does the same thing against Chandler, who Chandler likes to run out to the center of the cage, start yeah. trying to push you around, he tries to bully people around. If yeah. you allow him to bully you around, he's going to fucking do it. Yeah. You know, True. and it's that's what he does. And so if he's not the bully, though, he ain't the same fighter. So that's the thing. If, if I think if Gaethje sets up his striking behind, and, and he sets up his hands and then finishes with a kick or throws the kick as hard as he can and make sure he defends right away to the takedown so he doesn't get the leg caught. And remember, kick the calf. Don't kick the leg. He catches the leg really well. He doesn't catch the calf very well. I'm over here trying to give him advice because I want to see him win. Let's go, <laughs> Gaethje. Let's go, Gaethje. Hold on, hold on. Did, did you see the little clash between Gaethje and your, and your man, D.C.? Gaethje was mad ah, at him. He was DC's. mad at him over the Islam thing. I was like, "Come on, man! You can't be well, mad at let's him for t- that." We'll talk. We'll talk about that as well. We're going to talk about that, that in the news. <laughs> let's talk about that, David. Do you have that in the news to talk about? I don't have it, but I'll get it ready. I'll get it ready. Right. You got to get it. That's that's something we got to talk about in the news. We'll we have it. the rematch. Rose 
Champ Rose, Thug Rose against <laughs> Which, Wei Li Zhang. Which, I think it's the most ridiculous rematch, I think, almost in history. Well, I don't know if it's in history, but I, I agree. It's close. I, I, I don't think it should have been done. It's like, doesn't make go sense. Go get a win. If you're so dominant, yeah. go get one more win. Yeah, come back and win. let's fight. Yeah. Go get a win. Get your confidence back up. Get a win and come back. See, I, I don't think... I don't think it should be happening. Well, I, to, I'm being honest. I look at it and I say, this benefits Rose. It doesn't yeah, it does. benefit Wei Li. And, and you look at it and you go, with as with as important, and, and she is important, Wei Li Zhang is important to the UFC based upon you know where she comes from and the marketing. Exactly. I mean, why are you doing that so fast? It just doesn't make a lot of marketing sense. But John. I think. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. John. John Cena, LeBron James have kowtowed <laughs> to China. Do you think that the, like of course Whaley Zhang's gonna get a rematch of the main event? Are you kidding me? That's what kidding? happened. So what happens That's now? What what, happens. what happens if she loses this one? Where I mean, are you at with but her? At least the, with Whaley Zhang. Mm -hmm. Now let's pull up the rank. Can you pull up the rankings, bud? <laughs> Where am I at with her? I think she. I. I still love. I actually love watching her fight. She's. She's a dog, man. Oh, she goes she's fun to, throws she's fun to watch. But she's, you're not going to be able. A little, you're not going to be able to put her against Rose for quite a few fights. No, she reminds me a little bit of Michael Chandler. Except, I mean, except I like her. I don't like. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I mean, the way she fights, she comes forward. She's got good takedown defense. She's got heavy hands. She throws. She's big slams. I mean, she's Super fun to strong. watch. She's she's almost like must watch TV. I love watching her fight. Uh, but I I'd like to see her in uh I'd like to see her in uh what's it called? Joanna go at it again. I wouldn't mind watching that fight. Oh. You know, have them go again. I mean, Joanna's not in the rankings. Why not? And then maybe have Joanna. I mean, you have Carla Esparza there as well. They don't seem like they're pushing Carla as much. They should be. I mean, she's what five or six wins in a row. Um, Marina Rodriguez has obviously proven herself that she deserves to be right up in that mix. I yep. think she's a damn problem for Rose. That's I what I think. She's a problem for everyone. Yeah, I think she's a problem. She's a problem. So, um, yeah, I look at the I look at that mix up right up in there. I would say Whaley Zhang probably fights either. I I probably have her fight Marina Rodriguez and have Carly get the next title shot. It, it seems a little unfair. But no, it I mean, doesn't because Carla's got to win against Rose. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. But I would put I'd put Carla against Rose, and then I'd put Whaley Zhang probably against Marina. But then if Whaley Zhang wins, then what do you do? That's you know, it's like ah, it's a shit. Or maybe you put put Whaley Zhang down there against Mackenzie Dern. Yeah. That might be something. See where she's at on that level. There. I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about the the Yawn girl, the Yawn Zonzon. I, I don't know how to say her name, her last name. But, uh, you know, you got Claudia Gadelia in there, in there still. You got uh, Tisha Torres in that mix as well, but all the way down to seven and eight. So, you know, Nina Nunes, I think she's out for a little bit. I don't know if she's. So, well, she, we'll she's see. Fought, I mean, fought, she, she just fought. She just yeah. fought, yeah, but yeah. I think she's out for a little bit. I think, didn't she say something after her fight? She's going to take a little bit of time off. I thought maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Okay. Maybe, sorry, I don't want to spread misinformation. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Do All right. But look, let's go to the next fight. Oh wait, sorry. No, no, no. I just I just this is going to be a good fight. I don't I I would be shocked if it ended in the same fashion at the same amount of time and everything. But the Rose has got really good footwork. 
and she fights long. She's got a great jab. Now she does get a little. She her her progression starts to tail off somewhere after the second round, where the third round starts to be a little bit different. Now she's gone the five rounds, so I'm not saying anything that she can't do it. But you know, she's Whaley needs to be able to figure out how to get past that jab and the footwork of Rose. If she hasn't figured that out, I think she's going to be trying to take her down right away. I think she's going to go out there and she's going to, you know, use her hands to get close, go for the takedown and try to put Rose on her back. John, the reason why she slows down is because she fights long. And when you're throwing longer, it takes a lot more energy to get your hands all and your feet all the way out there and all the way back every time you throw. But that's what's, that's what's been one of the biggest parts of her success. She's able to hit you from further away than people realize. That head kick didn't land just by accident. It landed because nope. she's long. You know, she hides it really well. Um, I, I, look, I, I agree with you in terms of I think if this fight goes past a second, and we saw with Wei Li Zhang, she can take some abuse in the Yoana fight. She can take some abuse like and a still come on strong in, in rounds three, four, Take five. a lick and keep on ticking, baby. Whereas we go back and we watch the, the Rose fight know what with Yoana. She was, I do know what time that is. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I am a dinosaur, but it's not as old as you. <laughs> it's, but it's, um, but with, with Rose, she does slow down in rounds four and five. She was yep. slowing down quite a bit against, uh, Joanna. Yep. And that's a little scary when you're dealing with someone like Whaley Zhang, who you know will be there and she will be aggressive in the fourth and fifth round. So Rose got to be very careful, not blowing her wad. Um, if she does get her hurt, but can't get her out of there, that's a scary yep. situation. Yep. So the one thing Rose possesses, though, she's got that power, man. She got that power. She got snap. And it comes clean. She got yep. snap. She got power. She fights. She's got long. a beautiful left hook that she, you know, she brings, comes right around the guard, <clears throat> lands perfectly yeah. right at the ear, man. Nice. All, All right. Let's talk the main event. Well, right now, I want to talk about one of our sponsors, something that I absolutely love. It is Fume. It is the best way. If you are a smoker or you're a vapor, you're into that stuff, this is the best way to quit that bad habit naturally. It replaces all of that hand-to-mouth habit that you'll get used to that you just seem like you got to have. It'll curb your nicotine cravings. It have incredible flavors. There is a prominent that comes. It's a wood device that you're going to put the core into that core is going to be an essential oil, and it's going to have things like peppermint or eucalyptus. They are tasty. There's lavender, cinnamon. The best part about this is you can do it anywhere, and it doesn't affect anybody else. You can use the fume. You can take a good inhale of it, feel the flavors, get that sense of that hand-to-mouth, and just blow it out. It doesn't affect anybody around you. It's safe for your kids. It's safe for your pets. It's safe for you, and that's one of the most important parts of it. I want you to go and use the code weighing in. We have 10% off if you use that order today. And there is all kinds of different things that you can. There's different packs. There's the Conquer Pack. There's the Black Pepper. There is Bubbly Lime. There's all these ones that taste really good. I love the peppermint. It enhances the way you'll feel. It gets into your sinuses. And it just makes you feel open and ready to go. Yeah, go to www.breathefume. And like Josh said, no E at the end. It's breathefumefum.com slash weighing in. And use the code weighing in for your 10% off on your order today. Personally, I'm looking at, I hear all kinds of things about Colby Covington and that he's, you know, 
really improved over time and stuff like that. I didn't see much of a change with Colby when he fought uh, Woodley. Not not that he didn't look good. He looked good. I'm not saying that. But mm. I just think Kamaru Usman right now is at a different level. I just I would be very surprised if Colby Covington walked away as the champion in the welterweight division with this fight. I think Kamaru Usman uh, beats him, beats him again. I think he beats him easier than he did. You know, well, the first time wasn't easy at all. But I, I do think that he gets it done quicker. Did you watch that last fight? Yep. Again. Yeah. Did you did you have it two two going into 2-2. the fifth? I did. That's interesting. The close fight. I, I, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> it was a close fight. Do you think that stoppage was early? No. No, not with What did you base that off of? Well, you're basing it off of you know, you're looking at him, and you realize his jaw's broken, and then he gets put down with a shot, and then he just turtles. He doesn't. Yeah. And you're telling him, move, and he's not moving. What's that yeah. telling you? Got you know, it. You, you, you got you to look and say, hey, I'm giving you the opportunity to show me you want to stay in this. All you got to do is try to move. Doesn't mean you got to get up. Doesn't mean that you got to yeah. flop to your back. It means that you have to try to, sh- to, to move the position to show me that you want to stay in this fight. And when it yeah. doesn't happen, you get stopped. Don't complain. So, so what's your take? Like the same thing we talked about um, with uh, Patchy Mix and James Gallagher. They're mm-hmm. both at different camps. Yep. They're both at different camps since the first time they fought. Same that as being said, That being said, we haven't seen a whole lot of difference in Colby. We have we've seen quite a bit of difference in Camaro. What I liked was I watched a little bit of a clip on the two of them um, when it came down to like their twenty four seven whatever it was. Kamaru Usman has taken this to the next level. I feel like because he left a gym that was stacked, just like Kobe did. They both left gyms that were stacked, and they went to gyms that made it all about them. I think there comes a time in your career where I went through the same thing. I just my loyalty twinkled up in my ass and I couldn't leave it just was me but there comes a time in your in your career where you need to bounce out and make it all about you and just fly in your training partners if you have the opportunity to do that because they're that that moment is it is short-lived that that two three years of greatness Mm -hmm. is short-lived it's so short-lived that you need to make sure you utilize it to the most that you're getting all the attention that you possibly can to the to the most of your ability because you've already know how to put in the work and the condition you already know what it's like to train with all the best guys in the world you already know what it's like to grind it side by side with them you know how to do all that you don't need them anymore sure you can bring in people that are suited per camp because after that when you get to the championship level when you are the champ or when you're at that number one number two spot you need, you need to make sure that it's all tailored around you to make sure that you're peaking at the right time, whether that's your nutritionist, whether that's your sparring, whether that's your mitt work, whatever it is, whatever directly you need to focus on. I feel like Usman has done that. He's done it a little bit ahead of Colby. But the two of them, the fact that they've left camps and made it all about them, and when I saw the, the, the video talking about it, they both said, this is now, the camp is now focused all around me, and you're going to see a different person than you saw in the first fight which is absolutely amazing. I'm excited for that, but how much different are we going to see? I think if Colby, I think if Colby's going to win this fight, John, he needs to wrestle early. He needs to make Usman's hands and his arms heavy. He needs to make cuz he's he's a very he's a very explosive and powerful person. 
Uzman. Colby has more of that. Yeah, Usman is. Yeah. Colby has more of that cardiovascular type fighting style. Yeah. Like not a lot of pop on his punches, but it's He's go, go, go. He's a volume guy. He's a volume guy. Usman is not that guy. Usman, Usman like straight punches. power now. And he knows how to deliver that power now. And that's huge. A lot of guys can hit hard, but it's understanding when to let it go when you're sliding your feet forward and so it lands at that right moment. That shot that he hit George Masvidal with would have knocked out a heavyweight. It was beautiful. It was vicious. And he there's something that has happened, you know. I'm not saying he didn't have great coaching before because he had Henry Hoof who really knows how to train guys in the stand up, but Trevor Whitman has taken a guy in Kamaru Usman and just refined him. Refined him in letting him know exactly, hey, this is the step you want to make. This is the turn you want to take to launch that shot. This is where you want to put yourself and now let it go. And he's been listening to him. He's got it. And that makes him all the more dangerous. And and the power, people either have power or they don't. But you can train to get power a little bit, but when you have power and then someone teaches you great technique, oh, that power becomes even more. And that's what's happened with Usman. I look at, when I look back at their last fight, Colby landed a lot of clean, hard shots. Now I know that Usman's gotten better training with Whitman, but I look at that fight and I think there's a couple times where Usman got rocked. He got and, rocked. And the word on the, yeah, the word on the street though is that Colby doesn't have power. So if those shots were rocking him then, and Colby feels like he's gotten better, I think if he wrestles Usman a little bit more in the beginning and slows down Usman, those shots will land a little bit cleaner, a little bit harder, and a little bit more. Because you have someone who knows how to put the pace on somebody and then let the hands go, and his striking comes from weird angles. That's the thing with Colby. It's not like when he fought Mazadal. He knew Mazadal was going to throw the the proper hook, the straight right, maybe dig the body, like a boxing style type fighter. Colby doesn't fight like that. It's like very awkward. It's 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 hard to train for somebody who doesn't throw combinations that are normal combinations. You're training with someone like Trevor Whitman, you're training with uh Justin Gaethje and Rose and all these other fighters that are probably have very clean technique on the feet. Colby Covington does not have clean technique on the feet. It's very like sloppy. It's wide. It comes out angles. It comes up uppercuts. It's weird. It's very, and so those shots are the ones that hurt you the most because you don't know where they're coming from and they hit you when you're not expecting it or you don't see them coming. So he's going to have to make sure that he keeps his defense really tight in this fight. And I think that if Colby does wrestle, he'll have a little bit more success and be able to land those clean shots. But I'm definitely going with Usman because I've said this a hundred times now. I think it's since the last couple times I've watched him fight. <laughs> I ain't going against him anymore, man. I ain't going against him. I'm not counting Colby out. People, no. I've, I've read some some of our comments in the comment sections, and I've said people are like, oh, you hate Colby. No, I actually don't. I actually really think he's good for the sport, just like I thought Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz are good for the sport. People like that are good for the sport. They stir it up. They keep the interest. This is UFC's and lucky he's a to damn have good someone fighter. like Colby. And he is a good fighter. Yep. And the UFC's lucky to have someone like him because that brings more attention to him. Think about how much time, how many times they've had the Trumps come to the, the fights. That's more recognition. Those type of things. Whether you, your political views get in the way or not, I don't care. But in terms of marketability, 
it brings more marketability and the news stations paying attention to that promotion and to him. So it was smart and good on him. People can hate him for whatever he does, but he's a good fighter. So when you're talking about that versus Usman, Usman is extremely talented, very tough. I think he's gotten a lot better than Colby since the last time they fought. But it doesn't mean that Colby can't win. I just oh, think no. if Colby's going to win, he's going to have to wrestle. If he's going to, if he doesn't wrestle again, I think something very similar happens in that fight. See, man, I look at it this way: when I look at Kamaro, I look back on Kamaro's entire career. Show me who got him tired. He's got he's got a gas tank too. He doesn't no, he does. get tired. He doesn't get tired, and that's one of the the main tools that I think Colby Covington has. He weaponizes cardiovascular conditioning, and he pushes a pace that eventually breaks his opponent. It's, yeah. it's tough for him to, to break Usman with the pace because Usman is used to pushing the pace and breaking guys with that. So that takes that away from Colby as one of his weapons that works for him against everybody else. The other part is, wrestling-wise, they're pretty damn even. Yeah. They, they really are. You know, and, and normally Colby's the better wrestler going into a fight. And I'm not saying that, you know, he can't out wrestle Kamaro, but Kamaro could out wrestle him too. They're very even in the wrestling. So that takes two of the elements that make Colby so good and it evens them out. And now let's get to that stand up and that power because I'll take, you know, light shots, you know, five, six, seven to deliver one or two heavy ones. Those heavy ones, you know, they add up much faster. It's not that the volume ones don't add up. They do. But the heavy ones have a quicker effect on you and break you down faster. And Usman's got that in his corner compared to Colby. I'm going to play devil's advocate there here, John. Go, Just baby. Hear me out. Go, baby. Is that the reason why I keep saying Colby needs to wrestle early? Because guys like Usman, who are explosive, who possess the power that he possesses, their arms start to get heavy after you make them wrestle. And they're not the same fighter for about a minute or two after all of that wrestling. Their their muscles fill up. Usman's a genetic god. I mean, look at him. Look at the way he's built. <laughs> I know. This guy, I swear, if I was to sculpt something, it would look just like him. He's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, when, I, when you look at... When you look at the Greek gods, that's exactly what they look like. You know, he's built like that. But with that comes a little bit of a weakness. And that weakness is when you start wrestling with them and you start pushing them in the pummeling and the grappling and all those things, when they get back to their when they get back to their feet, that cardiovascular of explosiveness and the speed of it all is not the same for about a minute or two. It's, you know, a minute, minute and a half, somewhere in there. It takes a second for it to come back. Now I agree with you. Cardio wise, there's no doubt he's with Kobe on the cardio. That's not even the talk. But when it comes to like the output, there's different fighters. Colby's the guy that, even though he's tired and even though his he's wrestled and everything, he still has the output. There's nothing on him. But we've seen with guys like Nick Diaz, I can hit you two or three times if I'm able to touch you and make you move and wobble you a little bit. Then I can go ahead and let go of the power. Colby has that style of stand-up where it's like touch, touch, powder puff, powder puff, powder puff. And then like, oh, I hit you. I rocked you. I flustered you. I got you turning away. Now I can try to land hard shots and sit down on everything because he doesn't sit down on his punches. Usman is the stalker, the straight punch right down the pipe. You know, those type of things, the hook, the push kick up the middle, the jab to the body, the right hand to the body. Those are all going to play dividends as the fight goes on. That push kick was key to the the midsection in that first fight. He's going to have to keep that 
to keep uh, Kobe from wrestling a whole lot. I think if he comes out using that, he'll have a lot more success as well as stopping Kobe from wrestling too much. So it's going to, I'm making, what makes this fight really fun for me, John, is that we may see two separate, two completely different fighters stepping in the cage from their yeah. first fight, which is yeah, it could be, be a completely different fight more, than what we saw the first time. Yeah. I hope it's not because the first fight was great, but yeah. it could be a completely different fight, but they're both just outstanding. Kamaro right now is, yeah. you know, he's on a different plane in my opinion, but the whole card, if you're looking at it, this card is stacked as far as yeah. what they have and stuff. It should be a lot of fun. All right. Well, Let's go to uh, waiting on the odds. I think we're going to break down, I think, the top three or six fights, at least, at least the main card on who we think you guys should take some bets on. Now, if you guys listened to me uh, last week, you guys, last weekend, you guys made a lot of money. I made some money. I told you guys to check out the live betting between rounds as well. Uh, to check out on that and see exactly how that would all play out. So with Glover, I said if he got a takedown early, you guys should go to the, the in-between live betting rounds and put down some money on Glover to win the fight by submission or to win the fight, period. Because if he got a takedown early, he'd have more success getting takedowns later on in the fight. And some of you guys hit me up in my DMs. You guys were like, man, I want a lot of money, which a lot of people told a lot of money was like three or 400 bucks. So, But hey, that's still good. I'm glad you hey, guys won. Whatever's a lot of money to you and you want it, good for you. Hey, 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Let me just tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how you cut it, buddy. So, but I'm glad I helped some of you guys win some uh, win some money. And uh, hey, hear us out. Now, look, it's not going to always be that way, so don't hang it all on me. But those of you guys that did win, if you guys noticed when you guys said, "Hey, I won some money," I said, "Hey, just send me my 10%. I got Venmo." Okay, <laughs> love it. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code weighing in. There's a QR code also to give you some bonus money if you guys do that. So let's start with the main event there, John. What are you looking at? Man, you're taking a look at minus two. Is that 260? 290. 290. 290. 290. God, dog. 6'9", oh. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting old. You know that. You keep on telling me. No, I know. But I mean, here. plus 230 for Colby. It's, uh, it's a lot of money as far as that, that 290. It's getting up. See, that's my marker normally is that right at three, and it's like, eh. Yeah. It's a tough one against a guy that could actually win the fight. And this is where I go, ah, yep. if I'm going to put money on it, I, I always lean towards the guy that can win the fight that I'm not putting as much out on. So if I was going to bet on it right now, I would tell you, bet the over. I'd go at the minus, one, minus 135, and I would bet the over <laughs> at three and a half. Really? But yep. you wouldn't take the, the odds at plus 230 for Colby? I, I, if I was going to bet on uh, uh, just betting one person, yeah, I would. I would. I would put the money towards Colby just because I think he has a chance of winning, but I think Kamaru's going to win. Gotcha. Now, you guys got to remember, when you guys are placing these bets, I'm going to start taking this stuff serious now because some of you guys are now relying on us and listening to me now. <laughs> so i got to stop goofing around, stop costing you guys money. Um, you have to take your emotion out of it. Like, like John just said, I would bet Colby because there's the good chance of him winning. doesn't mean he's going to bet 100 bucks. He's not going to bet 1000 or whatever it is. Betting twenty or thirty bucks, that's good. Bet fifty bucks. Give it a go, see what. Yeah, bet fifty bucks, see how it goes. Uh, you know, win a little bit of extra cash, and did I get one hundred fifteen bucks for for my fifty dollars bet? 
a good bet. Just take your emotions out of it, though. That's the thing, and that's the hard. I think that's one of the hardest parts for me, anyways, because I know some of the, John knows them as well. But you, we know them. You want them to win. You think they're going to win. You would like them, but you also see the potential of them not winning. So I, that's why I don't bet on my friends. That's another reason why I don't bet on my friends. So, um, all right, next, Whaley Zhang and Rose Namajunas. Dude, right down the line. It's even. <clears throat> minus 115 on both. So if I look at it, rematch-wise, you, you go to a rematch, you usually take the younger fighter. She's also the champ. That would be Rose. And I would, I would bet my 115 on Rose. Yeah, the other thing as well, when you talk about rematches and statistically who wins the rematch, I think it's like 78 or 80% of the time is the person who won the first one. Yep. So, yep. I mean, Especially like, when I they're younger. It, but honestly, but for me, honestly, at 115, 115, I wouldn't bet on the fight. It's just not worth losing the money. Like, oh, either way, it's a, it, will be, it will be a close fight. I think it will go the distance. I don't think Rose knocks her out again. There could be, like, the potential is there. But if you look back at how, he, how she fought Joanna in the, in the rematch, it, it was a lot closer fight the second time. And obviously the first fight. Same thing here. I think I think Whaley Zhang's gonna come out. She's been training with Henry Cejudo. She's gonna try to get that takedown. Whaley Zhang is. She's gonna try to make try to get right into her grill, take away the, the reach and the range. And I think this fight's gonna end up going a lot longer. All so right. See, I say five rounds. Justin <laughs> Gaethje minus two ten to plus one seventy for Michael Chandler. Let me hear your take. <clears throat> Fuck! It pains me to say this. <laughs> You go buy bookie.ag, put your money down on Michael Chandler there, baby. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> you going to do it? Me to I, like I said, you got to take your emotion out of it. That's He's exactly definitely not my it. friend, so I can bet on him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, look, I like Gaethje. I'm taking my emotions out of it. I think he's got a great chance of winning. But if I'm looking at how I think stylistically they match up for the money, I'll, I'll put 100 down to win 170 or to win that money. I'll do that. So, yeah, I would bet on Chandler. There's no over-under on it, so, I mean, but I would expect this fight to probably go two rounds. I don't think it's going to go three. Well, the one, the, honestly, the fight that I would really take, and I, I looked at it earlier and I said, Frankie Edgar is an underdog in this. He's a plus 140 oh. to a minus 170 there for Cheeto Vera, and yeah. I, I think Cheeto's good, but I do think that the wrestling of Frankie, when he decides to get in, Cheeto Vera is not going to be able to wrestle with not going to be able to stop you'll be able to stop you know one takedown possibly two takedowns here but they're gonna happen and when frankie's on top of him cheeto's not going to be winning anything of the fight he is not going to submit frankie he is not going to do anything to frankie as far as causing him problems from his back so it's all frankie edgar once that takedown happens and i think yeah. that's going to happen and i would take frankie edgar big time at plus 140 if Frankie chain wrestles like I know he does, change the angles, he'll snatch the single or hit the double and then go right to, you know, running up, breaking He'll also down, switch it back. Yep. He's yep, so sorry. good. He'll go, he'll snatch the single, go to a double, and realize he's not going to get it. All of a sudden, he's drawing that leg out, single leg back, hitting the ground. He just yeah. he transitions beautifully, chains those techniques together. I think out of anyone who has wrestled throughout their MMA careers, I think chaining their techniques together, he's probably been one of the best, if not the best, in the sport as of yep. that as I've seen from now. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I agree with you. I'd, I'd put that money down on Frankie as well because I think this is one of those live betting fights as well. If he gets a takedown early in the first round, expect for him to continue to get them later on as the fight goes on. And so, if you're doing the in between live betting. 
I would start if if Frankie's not if, if he gets taken down early, he ends up be probably evening out. I'd probably put more money down on Frankie to bet more as the fight went on because he's gonna get those takedowns again. One thing he doesn't get is he doesn't get tired in terms of his wrestling ability. He's a dog man. No, he'll so wrestle all day long. Four, yeah, he'll wrestle all day long. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's our uh, waning on the odds. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this segment. Hopefully, you guys can win some money and. I want to say thank you guys for even just going to mybookie.ag using that promo code Wayne in and give, getting that little extra bonus money they're giving you. There's a QR code attached to this as well. If you hit that QR code, that'll take you right to there, and they'll give you that uh, extra money just because of us, and we want to thank you guys <laughs> for doing that for us as well. All right, uh, let's get into some news there, buddy. Uh, so this first news story is uh, I pulled up the one with, between DC <laughs> and Justin Gaethje <laughs> on Twitter. There it is. <clears throat> what do you think? You want to see the exchange? Yeah, I want Did to you see the see? exchange. Oh, it's beautiful. Come on. So, you want me to read this off, Josh? <laughs> yeah, can you do that, please? All right. <laughs> uh, so, DC starts out by saying, Give Makachev the title fight. I don't even need to see who wins next. This dude just killed it. Khabib said this uh, was his MSG moment, and boy, did he not deliver. He's going to be the champ. Gaethje replies saying, Suck it harder, DC. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love it. Dude. I love DC it. He says, "I can't fight you, but Islam can, my guy. You just go and do what you do next week. You be safe. I'm not. Sh- uh, you be safe. I'm not sure, champ. Um, you brought up my name. It wasn't going to come out of anybody's mouth. And then DC replies, "I literally asked why he should get a title shot over you because he has to convince he deserves to jump you. Hell, I thought you should have been in the fight with Charles. Have said it publicly. Calm down, highlight. You're my favorite fighter." DC is really good at smoothing it over at the end there. <laughs> You're my favorite fighter. Uh, that's DC, man. Like it's hard to hate somebody when they they at the very end hit you with a compliment. Like, hey, buddy, you're my favorite fighter. But you uh, know it's not DC's true. The best. He's he, he, you're gonna tell me that he's he's he likes Justin Gaethje more than Islam. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna speak. I'm not gonna speak for, I love for DC. Um. I think I think you got to be careful. I think Gaethje's got to be careful. Don't get sucked into this, man. Man, it doesn't matter. Don't get sucked. In. Just focus on Chandler. Matter. Win. Focus on Chandler. Winning solves everything. I, I, look, the two of them. Look, I think for me, honestly, regardless of who wins this fight, can you pull up the one fifty five pound rankings, please? Oh my. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, everyone's gonna think now that I'm going for him as well. But I really believe, because both of them have fought for the title as of recently, Chandler and Gaethje, I really believe that Islam should get the next title shot. And I think, oh, I think no, stop, stop. Dude, I think the winner. Homer. No, Homer. stop. This is not a Homer situation. No, this is not a Homer situation. Both of them have already fought for the title. That was their last fight. Why should either one of them get a title shot coming off of one win? Let them fight Benil Dariush. Then let let he's on a nine fight win streak. Now don't get me wrong, I agree. It's not against the, the level in which these guys have been fighting. These guys are fighting the best guys. But Chandler got one off of beating Dan Hooker. Yep. Why is Islam not going to get one off of beating Dan Hooker? Is it because it's just not the same Dan Hooker anymore? What is it? So Gaethje didn't. It, it look. I like him. I like him a lot. I love how he fights, and mm-hmm. I really hope he beats Michael Chandler. But to say his performance against Khabib was enough to say like okay look it wasn't a close fight it didn't have a didn't have a great performance i've seen him fight better you know but khabib does that to people i get that but 
they both have fought. Ch- Char- uh, Charles just beat Chandler. He didn't have a good fight either. You know, he got finished. Yeah, stop. So uh, no, I can't. I I cannot agree with you. Chandler was actually having Chandler was actually having a pretty damn good fight, and he was in a, a first round that he looked pretty goddamn good at the end of that round. Now mm-hmm. he got hit with a beautiful left hook, mm-hmm. and it can happen. But it's not like he didn't fight well. He was fighting well. He just got beat by yeah. a guy that was better that night. Yeah, I understand that, John. But here's the thing: in round two, Chandler does tend to slow down as the fight goes on. I look at the perspective of that we know we know Chandler well. Like I, know. I and that's the thing: he will slow down. And the fourth of that fight would have went on, it would have got I think even worse for him. He as the wasn't fight went slowing on. down not, in the second round. There wasn't different. enough we, fight we can, for him can, to slow we down. Can, we can we. Can, we he had already he had already gone through a lot in the first round. He was breathing super heavy between the first round and the second round. That's Michael Chandler. We know that. I agree. So the fact that, and that's my point. My point was it wasn't going to get easier for him as the fight went on. Whereas Charles Oliveira has can do that. His style. I don't. Yeah, he does slow down as well. Okay. No one. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know a lot of fighters though that slow down the level of which Chandler does because of the output that he possesses. Chandler's he got. A, he has no he, control. I agree that he's got that three round. When it hits the oh, yeah. fourth round, you see a dramatic drop. Yeah, he starts he's, hugging the legs to hold on for life. <laughs> <laughs> it starts, you know. But look, all that stuff aside, I'm gonna put my. I'm, I'm putting it. I'm putting it all aside. The reason why I say that is that both of those guys in their title shots, they didn't look phenomenal. They looked. They looked good, but they didn't look phenomenal. It wasn't enough to say, "Hey, it was a five round war. Let's go ahead and get them right back into another title shot." They both got finished. That's true. That's, that, that's my point. Yeah, that's, no, they that's both true. got finished. So when you get to that point, let the let them fight each other, and the winner of that will fight Benil Dariush. Then after that, Islam will have already fought for the title. Then that winner of that fight will fight for the the fight, the winner of the championship fight. Whoever whoever wins Dustin Poirier and Charles Oliveira, I think, um, will fight Islam. Then after that fight, after Islam and whoever wins, the winner of the if it's Chandler and Gaethje will fight Benil. Whoever wins that fight will fight for the title. I, I think that just makes sense because you got Benil just sitting in there waiting around. You know, it's gonna be it's one of those fights, and 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 he's the guy that kind of like snuck into that that top five. And I'm not sure he quite – I know he's good. I'm, I, I'm not knocking him at all. I love him. I love watching him. He's fucking so fun to watch. I just don't know if he – but if I looked at people below him, he deserves to be there. But I'm saying I'm not sure he's quite ready to be in that top – with those top five guys. So let him get the winner of Gaethje and Chandler and then have him see that. – that's a one more fight to get him ready for that title shot. Against someone like an Oliveira, Dustin Poirier, I, or I'm not. Or I am not saying what you're putting out there is bad. It's not. Got it. You know, I I can Thank actually you. see is I could actually see Islam getting that shot against either Dustin or Charles, <laughs> whoever wins that fight, and the winner of the Gaethje Chandler fight going against Darius. It it sounds good, mm-hmm. but haven't they said that the the winner of Gaethje and Chandler's going to get the winner of Charles and Dustin. I I don't know if they said that. I haven't okay. heard that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've heard that. But like, here's the, the 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 hardest part from for anybody to say that Islam deserved one. The people he's beaten, 
That's it. They're, they haven't been the top five guys. These guys have been fighting the guys that are in the top five. That's the hardest part. I well, understand the level of which they're fighting. If you're talking Justin Gaethje, you're right. He has been fighting the top guys. If you're talking yeah. about Michael Chandler, he hasn't been there long enough to fight those guys. So. But he did. But Hooker was number five, I think, when they fought. So that I mean that, and then he fought Oliveira, and you know he lost. But it was like you know it's like he has been fighting the top two guys. Islam hasn't fought. He fought Dan Hooker, but he didn't. He hasn't fought someone like a Charles Oliveira yet. He hasn't fought someone in that top three or four. Whereas Chandler has. He lost, got finished. But I, 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 I can understand why people say the winner of that fight should fight for the title next. I get it. I'm all for it. I understand what you're saying, but I also look at it too that they both just coming up. They're both their last fights were a title shot, and they both got finished. It wasn't like a great performance by either fighter. Well, it's that, the, that warranted the, an automatic title. The shot. whole. The whole thing is this. If it's a great fight, they're going to get yeah. that shot. If it's not That's a great true. fight, Islam might get that shot. John, you just hit the nail on the head. Very, very good point. That was a great point. Because if if it ends up being a barn burner of a fight where everyone's talking about it, yep. it's going to be hard to say, like, oh, shit. You know? Because right now, everyone's talking about how great Islam looked against Dan Hooker. Sure. And he but did. if these two go out there and just they fucking light the house on fire... It's going to be hard for them to go, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to pass you for, for Islam. You know, but and I, I would get that. I would understand that. You, you know you're going to get a lot of people that are not, <laughs> although they, they'll look at what Islam did and go, yeah, that was good, but they're, they're not that impressed with it. When yeah, pretty goddamn impressive did against a really good impressive. fighter. So, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. you know, he dominated a very good fighter from, from the get-go. You know, yeah. Put him where he wanted. Dominated the position, forced him into turning to a position where he chose the submission that he was going to take, and then just went with it. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty goddamn dominant. But, yeah, he's right. only going to get better too. Next one, Dave. <coughs> Ooh, sorry, I was uh, letting out a big yawn there. I was doing much best, Josh. Josh, Josh is coughing up a lung right now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just like, oh, dude, and. Ireland right now is watching this. They're not going to let you in. This won't drop until I'm already there. <laughs> no. This won't drop until I'm already there. Good point. Good point. <laughs> uh, Josh will be five Jamesons deep by the time this drops. Oh, That's very that. true. More than yeah. that. We'll um, be at the Jameson Distillery fucking putting them down, buddy. All right. So the, all right. this uh, this last piece before we before we wrap a show up. Um, it's kind of the fallout from the light heavyweight fight this past weekend. Um, so there's a few PC components to it. You guys can chime in on whatever you want. I <laughs> uh, just want some commentary here. So first thing is Anthony Smith comes out and says he was offered the fight against Jan hours after Jan lost at UFC 267. Blachowicz comes out. He basically says, um, whatever, Blachowicz, John, well, you're going to scold me for that. Uh, and says that basically, you know, he his story's not over so uh, he's gonna he's gonna continue to fight john jones comes out and says uh, and i quote see what happens when you're talking shit not focusing on the opponent in front of you another one bites the dust new rule don't call me out until you defend your belt at least twice i'm getting sick of this shit everybody talking about what they're going to do can't even beat the other contenders and then john got trolled really hard on twitter did you guys see this john no. jones blocked who did he block? Um, <laughs> this guy, a, just just troll. just a bunch of fans. Some guy said, "New rule: only fight people that aren't your wife or kids." Uh, someone said, "Bro, you can't even beat a court case at the moment." Uh, worried about the wrong defense. Um, 
and then someone else said oh. you don't even fight bro and then so on so he got trolled pretty hard for uh for saying anything about this and then lastly Corey anderson comes out and says uh as i said yam was worried about me after i handled my business and forgot he had his own business so yeah, yeah. i'm gonna take the very uh not pc approach but i'm gonna say i think all of these fighters all of them even Corey anderson included Corey. You're in the finals, buddy. You got your own shit to worry about, too. Don't Boom. be out here spouting off right now about somebody else in a different organization that you're never going to fight. Focus on what's in front of you because that person in front of you is a fucking dog. He's got power. He's got wrestling. He's got everything. Don't be worrying about other people and other, other promotions because they they're no, none of your concern. You're never going to fight them. This cross-promotion shit that we like to fiddle around with, it's bullshit. Like we like to talk about it because it's fun. It's a little bit of clickbait. If you talk, if we really want to say what it is, it's never going to happen. But the bottom line is, these other fighters need to leave them alone. Yawn lost. Things like that are going to come back. This this is the fucking fight game, guys. It doesn't matter how good you are with the fight before. You're only as good as your last fight. This fight happened. That's that now. Everyone just said, "Oh, he's not that good." No, he's good. Yawn Blahovich is really good. Yep. Okay, and I said this. I said he's good. I just felt like with Glover, Glover had ways to beat him. And I said if he got a takedown early, it wasn't going to be good for for Jan as the fight went on longer and longer because the takedowns would come easier. And I'm sorry, but have you ever watched Glover fight on top? He's a savage. The guy has no mercy. Just fucking puts it on people. Now let's not get too amped up because in the in the in the wings of over here, guess who's waiting? Yuri. He's over there just licking his chops going, Glover, come on over here, baby. You know what I mean? So that's the one thing Glover already said. I understand you're waiting in line. I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe, you know, sometime in, what did he say, February, March or something like that, I think is what he said. So bottom line is these fights are all going to happen and the dust is going to settle. But I think really what you're going to come down to, Corey, you got your hands full, buddy, with Nemkov. And I want people to remember that Nemkov <coughs> was, was doing a pretty damn good against Yuri. When they fought and Corey's already beaten Glover. So I know MMA math doesn't add up, but when we talked last weekend, cause I got a bunch of flack over talking about Corey being, being able to fight, you know, and beat yawn and this and that it's a 50, 50 fight. Everyone's like, Oh, you're stupid. Yawn's already beat him. MMA math doesn't add up. That's one. Two is last week when we talked, John, what did we say? We said in any given moment, any of those top five guys can beat each other. Yep. It doesn't matter. Just like Jan said, oh, the Polish power, I left him in the hotel room. That happens, man. Sometimes you leave, sometimes you leave everything there. Your cardio leaves is left there sometimes. Your muscle endurance gets left there sometimes. Your fucking men mental ability gets left there sometimes. That shit happens to everybody. Okay? At some point in your career, it's gonna happen to you. You just gotta try to fight through it. He wasn't able to get it done. Leave the guy alone, man. 38 years old. He's a former champion. That's that's a lot. That's more than. 99% of us fighters have ever gotten Nine, to. It's more than 99.9999% of the people <laughs> that are going to dog and write something on Twitter have ever done. Yeah. Look at Jan Blahovich. You can't say anything about it. He went out there, he fought. He just lost a fight where a guy was able to put him in a position where that guy's just better. We talked about it, man. Come on, Josh. We talked. Dude, if Glover gets on top of him, he's in trouble. You know, we said there's levels to this. It's going to be a different level, and he's not going to be able to get him off. It's not going to be the same. And so I look at this exactly what you're saying. 
first off, the the whole beef between you know Corey and Jan, hey, fun. It's all good, but it ain't going anywhere. So stop. Yeah. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Yes, Corey's got to win against Jan, and Jan's got to win against Corey. And they're never going to fight again unless Jan goes to Bellator or Corey goes back to the UFC. It's not going to happen. So big deal. Yeah. It's fun to talk about and things like that. But just like you said, Corey, you have a serious fight coming up. You got to start getting yourself ready for a guy that is a savage in Nemkov. And Glover, sometimes it sucks to be you, man, because you just got the title and you're your your big gift for getting that title is you get to fight Yuri Prochaska, who's a son of a yeah. bitch, man. So, but that's that's what the fight game is, and that's what makes it so fun. Boy, I look at this though, and the two guys that are potentially going to be champions in in opposite organizations came from that Ryzen tournament, right? Yep. And those two guys that people said they all sucked, all the heavyweights over there, sort of these these guys suck, whatever they are. Now they're the two champions in other organizations. They Could will be. and potentially be. I mean, Glover still has a very good chance of beating Yuri if he gets him down. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, but but you have those guys. You have Nemkov. You've got him. You've got uh, Yuri. You got Glover, who's forty two years old, stud. You know, 41, 41, right? Nope. I think he's forty one. Forty one. Uh, but just a stud, man. Yeah, I thought he's just, just turned forty two. I think he did. Turned forty two like two, a day before the. Kick, yeah. yeah, we. Yeah, 42. So regardless, look, we got four top five, With if you count Jan in there too, you got five top level light heavyweight fighters. If you mix them all into a bowl and say, hey, you guys got to fight each other, it'd probably be 50-50 down the road of each one of them beating each other. And there's other guys. Rackick. Yeah, there is. Rackick's a stud too. The stud. You got Anthony Smith. And and let's be be honest, people can say what they want, but Ankalaev, he's coming. Mm -hmm. Ankalaev is good. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary right there. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to touch on any of the John Jones stuff because that's doesn't matter. My, uh, yeah. Doesn't matter. Talk about that. All right, next. Oh, guess that means we're wrapping this up, Dave. <laughs> Dave, post, Dave, Dave always posts a video, posts a picture of ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wayne in. Use the promo code. And still, we've gotten away from the and still stuff. I want you guys to make sure you guys keep bringing that back in the Twitter sphere, in the comment section, and all of these things. Hashtag and still because this podcast right here with this guy right here. Sorry, trying to point at Big John and myself. The two of it. There we go. I like that. The two of us. The two of us have the best MMA combat sports. We do cover some boxing, not a lot, but we have the best podcast breakdowns. Uh, for these combat sports that there is out there. If you guys don't agree, it's all right. You'll come along. Don't worry. We'll, we'll drink <laughs> you in. We'll bring you along. Don't worry. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash weighing in. Use the promo code and still. Hashtag and still on all the Twitter Twitter sphere and everything else. So other than that, John, what do you think, buddy? I think that uh, we have got an incredible week coming up of awesome fights. Cannot wait for it. For everyone out there, I hope you enjoy your week. And definitely watch Bellator on Friday and the UFC on Saturday. They both should be fantastic. And have a good one, and we will see you.